Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Adventure Comics number 351, cover date December 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artists Kurt Swan and George Klein, edited by Mort Weisinger, featuring The Forgotten Legion, written by E. Nelson Bridwell, art by Kurt Swan and George Klein. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. Cosmic Boy, Pharaoh Lad, Matter Eater Lad, and Mysterious reach the small planetoid that is the R.J. Brand estate. They meet the hag, who conjures up pictures showing the fate of each hero. Mysterious advises them that they need to create a spell using ingredients found in Superboy and Supergirl's time periods, except Superboy and Supergirl have been honorably discharged from the Legion. So the Legionnaires back at the clubhouse, the Legion of Substitute Heroes, and the Legion of Super Pets are all pressed into service. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. triumph. I should say so. I think I know where you're going with this introduction. A lovely crisp autumn day. The first autumn day in what, three years? <laughs> well, it is a beautiful autumn day. And, yes. And I mean like picture perfect. Yes. The leaves are changing. We had, it started out with a, I guess a cold front came through. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it was cold and rainy this morning and uh, and then it has opened up into the driest, most glorious, cool day with the breeze blowing. The windows are open. It's perfect. And what did we do today? Well, it, at the risk of sounding like stereotypes, we took our collection of fiesta wear, mm-hmm. vintage fiesta wear. Mm-hmm. And down, some reproductions. And some repros, yes. But uh, we took it down to a local antique shop in Berryville, Virginia. Berryville, mm-hmm. Uh, we were going to sell it there on the spot, but then Dr. Husband said, Say, would you happen to have a mid-century stereo cabinet yes, for sale? He said, feel free to look around while I'm, while I'm pricing this out, right? And so we looked around, and it was 
probably, I mean, honestly, if all antique stores look like that, yeah. I would go all the time. Staged very well. Staged beautifully by a beautiful decorator. And uh, I, we met her, actually. Um, yes. And I, I complimented her on, on how she set up. Because I said, I, I go to, I, I dread going to antique shops because it's visually too much noise for me. Mm-hmm. And it is beautifully staged. Yes. Beautifully staged, the whole place. So anyway, we go in there and, and we looked around and I, I said, you wouldn't happen to have... A mid-century stereo set, which you one of those consoles, and mm-hmm. he said, "As a matter of fact, we do, but it's not in the showroom; it's in the barn." Right. So we went out to the, the barn and saw it, and we said, "Would you be interested in trading the Fiesta Ware for this mid-century stereo? It's a Zenith stereo, and listener, it works." He said, "Yes." Yes. So we did it. Now, I didn't have a lot of vintage original pieces of, no. of Fiesta Ware in there. There was a mixture of vintage and first and second reproduction stuff. So um, there were some. And yes. they can be worth a lot of money. Sure. But I didn't want to go through the trouble of selling them all no. myself. So we just did an even trade. And he might even, I think he's going to make some money off he that. Probably I don't is, care yes. because we've got this. Now, the stereo does have some scratches yes, on the veneer, you know, which we'll take care of. And, you know, the insides ripped out and whatnot. But the insides work perfectly. They um, work, but, but, you know, we have modern Bluetooth things we things want to put in there. Yeah, stereos, so we'll right. take care of that. But, um, yeah, uh, we came home with, a, with our dream console. We've always wanted one. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited. The, yeah. uh, now I can just lay down and die. <laughs> and speaking of adventures. Yes. Adventure Comics, number 351, part two of a two-part story. You're about to see why we couldn't do both parts last week, because this issue is chock full of surprises. It is truly an adventure. I made Dr. Husband read it in the car as we were traveling down to Berryville, well, Virginia. Well, I couldn't read it most of, well, in the first part of the trip. It's a we're... rough road, yeah. Rough road. But, uh... He liked it. I he exclaimed did. aloud. It's delightful. Oh, here comes Junebug. Waddling through. Well, Junebug, you'll never be a member of the Legion of Super Pets because they've got a fitness requirement. <laughs> <laughs> Butler could be. Butler could be, yeah. yes. Now, Junebug, if she wanted to take the place of Prody, too, she could do that. <laughs> Shapeless blob. blob, yes. Yeah. Uh, on the cover, we have Superboy... On a Smallville cleanup campaign to keep Smallville beautiful, he's got the classic stick that he's picking up waste paper with. Mm -hmm. Uh, Outside the Smallville Public Library is the Legion of Superheroes Superhero Clubhouse, which everyone knows is an upside-down rocket ship. Indeed. And there we have Mon-El, Clausal Boy, Saturn Girl, Princess Projectra, and Element Lad, and some innocent bystanders. Mm -hmm. Mon-El should be well-known to the people of Smallville because he landed on Earth. And was pretended to be Bob Cobb, the cousin of the Kents. Bob Cobb. Mm-hmm. Clark Kent's cousin. Yes. Uh, but uh, he was allergic to lead. Well, it was poisonous. So he had oh. to go in the Phantom Zone for a thousand years before he joined the Legion of Superheroes. Oh, my God. When Brainiac 5 devised an antidote for lead poisoning. Wow. Right? Anyway, I'm surprised he's not wearing a mask or something. Okay. What if someone recognizes traveling salesman Bob Cobb? Is he... Which one is he? Monel in the red. Okay, in the red. Okay. You know why his name is Monel? Mm-mm. Because he landed on Earth on a Monday, mm-hmm. and because he had superpowers, and I think he spoke Kryptonese. They okay. thought he was from Krypton, and they thought he was Kal-El's brother, so they oh. called him Mon for Monday. Monel. Oh, Monel. Nice. Anyway, the Forgotten Legion. 
part one. What happens when the Legion of Superheroes needs help from Superboy and Supergirl? Oh, we should back up. Yes. As you recall, mm -hmm. uh, there's a kryptonite cloud surrounding Earth. Right. So Superboy and Supergirl have been honorably discharged from the Legion. Not so, before having a capsule, a tiny, tiny capsule right. of kryptonite placed inside their brains yes. by... By Shrinking Violet, mm -hmm. um, so that they would forget everything about the Legion, so that they wouldn't be tempted to come back, nor would enemies be able to get secrets of the Legion from them. Indeed. Uh, before they left, they insisted that the Legionnaires accept as new members Sir Prize and Miss Tyrius, who are two armor-clad people wearing lead armor and face masks, so they can't see who's inside the masks. Right. They just have to trust Superboy and Supergirl, who are trustworthy, mm -hmm. to be honest. But that is not, uh, that it isn't tested. Their trust it is not yes, tested correct. because it is. Uh, so uh, they did go to battle against the Devil's Dozen, led by Evilo, or Evilo, however you want to say it. Uh, and uh, there's not a dozen of them, there's only four. And they were robbing jewels and they kidnapped Lightning Lad. Yes, they did, didn't they? And uh, now everyone is suspicious of Surprise and Mysterious, and Ultra Boy was going to use his Penetravision to find out who Surprise was, even though they promised Superboy and Supergirl they would not use any tricks to find out their identity. And Invisible Kid slugged him. <laughs> and that's where we left our heroes. Now, who wrote this? E. Nelson Bridwell. Okay. Uh, the Forgotten Legion, Part 1. What happens when the Legion of Superheroes need help from Superboy and Supergirl? Do they send a time SOS to the 20th century teens? That's how they used to do it. Before the Legionnaires expelled the Boy of Steel and the Maid of Might, erased their memories of the Legion, and replaced them with a couple of masked characters called Surprise and Mysterious. Everybody gets into the act, even the substitute heroes, the super pets, and a special guest villain. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. On the cover we have... The Super Pets, Comet the Super Horse, Beppo the Super Monkey, Crypto the Super Dog, Streaky the Super Cat, attacking Supergirl. Well, Supergirl is leading the attack against the Legion of Substitute Heroes, Chlorophyll, Kill Kid, Color Kid, Fire Lad, Night Girl, Polar Boy, and Stone Boy. I should call them the Legion of Substandard well, Heroes. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the idea. Mm -hmm. uh, Night Girl, however, is dating Cosmic Boy. Mm. Mm -hmm. One day... In the 30th century, four legionnaires are sent to answer an emergency call. The richest man in the universe, R.J. Brand, who is the money behind the legion, is in danger. Mm -hmm. Invisible Kid, who's legion leader, is sending Cosmic Boy, Pharaoh Lad, Matter Eater Lad, who has several issues ago been turned fat. How was he turned fat? Uh... It was when they were in prison, the Stalag in space, and mm -hmm. there was some energy beam that bounced off of Superboy and hit Matter Eater Lad and turned him fat for some reason. Okay. Uh, I like that they are committed to making him wear his skin-tight action <laughs> costume. Uh, so they've sent Matter Eater Lad, Cosmic Boy, Fair Lad, Mysterious off to rescue RJ Brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monel and Ultra Boy are whispering. They don't trust these characters in the armor. And this is where Ultra Boy says he's going to use his penetra vision. And Invisible Kid socks him right in the jaw. Yeah, he says, I heard that. <laughs> you can't do it. 
He says, I'll have no insubordination. When the leader mis- makes a promise for the Legion, every member keeps it and punches him right with a, with a right hook to the kisser. Right. Now, Ultra Boy thinks that these people are Superboy and Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Invisible Good says that's impossible. As you know, there's a green kryptonite cloud surrounding the Earth. If they came in contact with it, it would kill them. And then and we get a little uh, flashback. Flashback of Shrinking Violet flying up Superboy's nose. You think he would have sneezed her out. Right. Well, he did cry her out, if you recall. He did cry her out, but, you know, that's she's a little large to at that size to be going up into his nose. Well, she shrinks, I think, once she's in there. Because mm-hmm. remember, she got so small she was going through the membranes of the blood and vessels. And attacked by blood cells. Attacked white blood by cells. white blood cells. Kryptonian, Kryptonian white blood mm-hmm. cells. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, here's surprise. He says, I've overheard your suspicions. Don't apologize. Just because I won't reveal my identity, you think I'm a fink. But I have good reasons, just as you did, Ultra Boy, when you once let yourself be branded a traitor to the Legion. Mm-hmm. Also, well, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, please. Well, also, Element Lad was admitted to the Legion. Uh, he was called Mystery Lad, and no one would tell him his, their powers, and Saturn Girl insisted that they admit him. Why all the subterfuge? Well, in Element Lad's case, he was the last surviving member of his race because oh. a villain had... Uh, murdered his whole planet. Oh my god! And everyone on his planet had the power to change elements, and oh. so if they thought that if they knew it was Element Lad, they would try to kidnap him and make him turn lead into gold and whatnot. Oh, okay. You know, very interesting. Um, I'm reading, um, as you know, a series of Green Lantern comics. Mm-hmm. He S- loves Green Lantern. <laughs> so much peril. So much world destroying. Peril, so sure. much universal destroying peril all Why the not? time. You know, why can't they write a comic about superheroes who can't figure out what to make for dinner? Uh, what you want to go over to Marvel then? Because oh. have read all about Spider Man can't make his rent and whatnot. <laughs> who cares? Who cares? All the action's not in the clubhouse. No. Let's see what's happening on the latest Legion mission. So they've f- flown to R.J. Brand's estate, which is a small planet, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they discovered that Zolaak, alias the Hag, one of the Devil's Dozen, and also a notorious criminal, has used her spellcasting power to jam Bran's defensive weapons. Now, this is Mysterious reporting all this. How does right. she know? Right. Well, we'll soon find out if you're right, Mysterious. Here's the place, and those are the Sentinel satellites that are supposed to guard it. And then, is it Mattery the lad who's thinking this? Someone, probably, yeah. Yeah, he's saying, hmm, how could she see so much at such a distance unless she has telescopic vision like Supergirl? Yes, how? They think that somehow Supergirl and Superboy are in these costumes as mysterious and and Mr. Surprise, Surprise, which is stupid And this is not the first time they're going to suspect someone of being Supergirl because several years from now Mm -hmm. in our chronology, uh, Sensor Girl will join the Legion wearing a mask that can't be seen through. Mm-hmm. Saturn Girl also insists that Sensor Girl be admitted, mm-hmm. sight unseen. And uh, everyone thinks it's Supergirl because Supergirl had recently died in the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Well, you don't, they don't think to question that maybe they should stop doing this, sort of admitting someone based upon the recommendation of a member? I guess not. I mean, it's great that they trust each other. On the other hand, they're all teenagers, so. Oh yeah, they're, all, they're not really clever. They think they're clever, but they're not as clever as they think they are. Anyway, Sensor Girl turned out to be, spoiler alert, Princess Projectra. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. So, I'm with, trying to hide my enthusiasm. 
With startling suddenness, these satellites attack the Legion cruiser. They cut it into three pieces. Like a piece of baloney. Hmm. Um, wait a minute. I thought you said that the hag had turned off the defenses with her hexes, Mysterious. Well, she, er, I mean, she must have turned them on again. Inside the crippled ship. This crate is done for. Enter your spacesuits. We'll go the rest of the way by flight ring. Matter eater, lad. <laughs> it's hard to get a suit that fits me ever since I became as fat as our old buddy Bouncing Boy. My Bouncing Boy. Well, we should mention the Bouncing Boy now is thin because yeah. he lost his power. So why don't you just use Bouncing Boy's spacesuit? There's got to be a spacesuit that expands like right? Bouncing Boy did. They must have burned it up or thrown it away. Or they must have donated it to Universal Goodwill. Well, he lost his powers. Let's get rid of all his spacesuits. <laughs> Listener, don't ever get rid of your fat clothes. Take it from us. Take it from us. I did. I, I years ago, I had successfully kept weight off for a very long time. Same girl, same. And got rid of so much of my fat clothes. Uh -huh. And then my life changed. I got super busy at work. And uh, wouldn't you know, I started. Oh, it was a pandemic. Yeah. Pandemic happened. You know, like a lot of people, well, a lot of people I know have taken the weight back off. But well, I you know they're overachievers. The pandemic's not over yet. No. It's COVID's still around. And I have a very small section of my closet that I can fit into with the clothes that hang there. And I've got a whole bunch of clothes that are just waiting for a thinner version of me waiting with great hope you can keep getting covid oh all around and you know what they say what feed a cold feed a fever <laughs> so let's go into space so they're in space there's a deadly laser beam coming for them and uh they notice that mysterious is not wearing a space suit meaning she must be invulnerable to survive the cold of outer space and she's flying even though we never gave her a flight ring she can fly in space, and by the way, there's a vacuum in space. Yes. Yeah. Now, Pharaoh Lad uh, also doesn't need a spacesuit because he can turn to iron, and he blocks the deadly beam. Um, but that beam really packs a wallop. He's okay, mm -hmm. but it still knocked him for a loop. Mm -hmm. Cosmic Boy heads off to get rid of the satellites using his magnetic powers. He is successful. Mm-hmm. Now they fly down to the surface, and here come some spaghetti-fingered robots. Uh-huh. They are, uh, something tells Mysterious, these tin men are not there to take them for a walk to the Emerald City of Oz. <laughs> no, actually, their tendrils of fingers encapsulate them into an iron cage. Yes. Well, a metal cage. Well, don't worry about that, because Matter Eater Lad is there to eat his way through the cage and also now he's fat so he's really hungry <laughs> they get out of the cage of the robot fingers and let's see where they are going we look now in on lightning lad mm -hmm. who you'll recall has been kidnapped and his robot arm has been half eaten off by little diamond turtle creatures poor poor lightning lad yeah uh, he barely remembers what happened, but he's in this citadel on the planet Tartarus. Mm -hmm. Evilo is there, leader of the Devil's Dozen, who are only four people. And uh, <laughs> one -third dozen. he tells Lightning Lad that you're going to be the fifth member of the Devil's Dozen. Mm -hmm. And Lightning Lad, of course... He says, hell no. No way, Jose. He says, well, don't don't worry. You won't be saying no way after I place you in with your friends, my little friends. So there are these globular forms 
humanoid-like forms that are floating in giant capsules. Mm-hmm. And, and he brings one down over Lightning Lad. Yeah, one of, a capsule. Mm-hmm. And one of these plasm creatures, who we learn are beings of pure evil. Mm. When one enters your body, you will become as evil as I am. Oh, <laughs> that happens to me sometimes. What? Something enters your body and turns you evil? Yes. I know, I smell it. Oh, nice. I can't decide if Evilo has actual horns or if that's just his hair. That's style. his hair because he gets horns here in a minute. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. This entire planet of Tartarus, apparently, is inhabited by criminals who are hiding out from the law. Their minds are filled with vast amounts of evil force, some of which I've drained into these bottles. Is that what they told you it was? Evil force that they were draining into bottles? <laughs> it looks like it's giant farts. Um, it's Lightning Light is fighting it. And I would too. He finally says... <laughs> They let him out, and he says, you're right. I should join the Devil's Dozen. Who wants to be a stupid do-gooder? That's the spirit. Uh, Lightning Lightning Lad raises his left hand. And swears his allegiance. Swears allegiance to Evillo, who will remain as eternal as time and as limitless as the universe. So he wants to put him right to work. Evillo wants to put him right to work. I noticed the uh, the slang here when he says... um, I believe I have just the job to give you, your first plunge into crime. And Lightning Lad says, spell it out, boss man. I'm out for a big loot. Uh, Make with the details, he says, with his slang tongue. Uh, Don't fret, Evilo says. The devil takes care of his own. I like that. You'll strike here at the platinum mines of the planet Waldak. Patience, though. First we must replace your robot arm. I'll call in the one man who can fix you up, Dr. Zan Orbal. You can't do much with one hand. (laughs) He says, oh no, I can do this. And he gives him a left hook punch. Pow! Impossible. The evil force made you a criminal. Sorry, chum. Evil can't defeat good. It never could. But how did you manage to overcome the evil force? It was easy. All I had to do was to think of good. And then we get a montage of good thoughts. Yes, they concentrated on his fellow legionnaires and their selfless acts, like Brainiac 5 laying his life on the line in order to disarm a Zeta bomb and a madman had placed it a public place. Right. Karate Kid could have been killed. The time he stopped a runaway sports speedster from hitting some children with a super karate blow. An ultra boy held up the roof of a burning house till everyone was out, though he risked certain death from his flames. He says, that's how I beat you. Hold up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a thousand years in the future, mm-hmm. which, as the sea devils will tell you, is the year 2166. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> One thousand years in the future. Uh, I guess this is a Tesla flying car because it's not slowing down. It's going to just barrel into those children playing no, in the street. No, it's it's one of those um, uh, self-driving cars that they have in San Francisco. That's that what I mean. The, the Teslas are those Teslas. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, also, you mean to say that we're not building buildings a thousand years in the future that are fireproof? I guess not. I guess we're still building them out of wood. I mean, aesthetically, I suppose there's you know the hipsters they'll go for anything old. <laughs> I mean, I've seen into the future, and we're not building houses out of wood in the future. We're building them out of composite materials. Right. Right? That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I guess if you have draperies or I'm something, just admitting that, that I've seen into the future. That's all. Okay. Where, tell me more. Oh, no, 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 no. It's super secret. I swore to secrecy. Okay. Just like the people who are the mysterious members of 
the Legion of Superheroes. I see. Mm-hmm. What's your name going to be? What? My new name? Well, you have Surprise and Mysterious. Oh, what mine will be Patrick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, what do I do, Lightning Lad says, besides steal this gun off of you? This place is swarming with crooks, so I don't have much chance of arresting you single-handed. I better search you. So he takes the weapon, and he wants Evillo to take him to the communications setup so he can call the science police. The science police. I will do it. Go ahead and shoot me if you dare. Mm. <laughs> he knows I won't kill him. He knows I won't kill him, but I, but I can sure try to wing him. Hey, what kind of crazy ray is this? Well, we're about to find out. It's the kind of ray that makes the villo grow real horns. Real horns. It and is they're a, power horns. Yep. <laughs> it's an energizer that gives Evillo special power, and you released it. And they're not ordinary horns either. They can shoot out blasts of darkness. So he shoots and makes Lightning Lad drop. He shoots Lightning Lad's good hand. Good hand, which uh, makes him unable to project lightning, I guess. He calls the guards who are coming in to get Lightning Lad. Meanwhile, back on R.J. Brand's estate, they are facing a showdown with the hag, uh, who's standing patiently to wait until they get their (laughs) spacesuits off. (laughs) They're not going to start fighting with her yet. No. No. Uh, she recites an incantation. Do we dare say it out aloud? No. It's a hex. I'm going to do it. Your Gotha, all that Morlus. Nothing happened. Let me try it again. I said it wrong. Your Gotha, all that Morlus. Nothing happened. Well, why aren't draperies appearing in thin air above my head like the hag? Well, you're just not the hag. So, well, neither is she, as we'll find out soon. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So what kind of spell is this? It appears to be framed photos of our heroes. Shades of Dorian Gray. Yes. Uh, she orders Pharaoh Lad to remove the cloth from the first if he's not afraid of her prediction. He pulls the thing and it's a picture of Pharaoh Lad being burned up in a fire. Right. The next one is a picture of Mysterious, who looks absolutely normal, healthy, and hearty. Hmm. Uh, Mysterious... Oh, Cosmic Boy wants to see his painting, and Mysterious says, No, I can't let you. It's too dreadful. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you know? Do you have x-ray vision, maybe, like Supergirl? No, no comment. But if you all come with me, I'll show you how to counter the hexes, the hag's hexes. Now, Mysterious explains, The only way to fight black magic is with white magic, and she knows just the spell to beat the hag. But it requires a brew boiled in iron and stirred with lead. Cosmic Boy can take care of that. He's used his magnetic powers. Mm -hmm. It also, well, he drags a satellite down from the sky. Pharaoh Lad forms it into a cauldron. Uh, They start a fire. And, uh, but there's some other ingredients we need. Mm -hmm. Like... A lock of hair from a genuine magician. Yeah, that's why, like, that's how this comic just continues to unfold little side oh, adventures. Yeah. yeah. And the print of an enchanted shoe. We can't get those things on this planet, so we're going to need the help of the other Legionnaires. Cosmic Boy calling Legion Headquarters. Cosmic Boy calling Legion Headquarters. Come in, Legion Headquarters. CQ. CQ. <laughs> Legion Headquarters. And in the clubhouse on Earth. 
Monel is going to try to get all the ingredients they need. There's only five of us here at the headquarters. The rest are off on missions, but these five are gonna go. Princess Projector, Saturn Girl, Element Lad, Monel, and Clausal Boy. Now, where are they gonna get a lock of hair from a genuine magician? Where are we supposed to find that? In Superboy's time. Remember his magical foe from the fifth dimension, Mr. Mixias Pitlick? Uh, Pitlick. Master. Oh, Master. Mixies Sorry, Pitlick. I, I was. He's not grown up yet. Um, Master. Master Mixias Pitlick. 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 Yes, they say, and we can find the other ingredient in Supergirl's era. But it may take all of us to get Mixias Pitlick's hair. So Monel's going to call the Legion of Substitute, Substitute Heroes. Heroes. They've been champing at the bit for a chance to get it to action. And then he says, I'll get our time bubble ready. Ready, ready. God, I'm so sorry for the blah, 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 blah. Okay, so a time bubble. Yeah. It's a thing. They travel around in a bubble. Sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. So now we're at the headquarters of the Legion of Substitute Heroes. Heroes. I wonder... Uh, they're in a cave. Is this the cave that the Justice League used to meet in? I, I don't remember don't. if that's ever been established. Mm -hmm. Anyway, who do we have here? Polar Boy, who can make ice. He's practicing by making ice. <laughs> night Girl, who has super strength, but only in complete darkness or at night. Mm -hmm. So she's practicing uh, out in the shadows. Mm -hmm. Stone Boy, who can turn to stone and is being balanced on Night Girl's finger. Fire lad who sneezes fire. and He uh, blows fire. Well, it comes out his nose, I think. Okay. Chlorophyll kid who can grow plants super fast. He's growing a giant tomato plant. And their new member, Color Kid, who's changed the colors of all the tomatoes. He's probably going to take them down to the farmer's market and sell them as heirlooms. <laughs> <laughs> Just then, a flashing light which means the Legion of Superheroes are trying to contact us a case at last. She drops Stone, Stone Boy right on his head. <clears throat> now, to open the surprise package of the year, Flipped Part 2, do you think we've seen all that this story has to give us? Oh, hell no. No. We're going back to the past. Part 2. The faces behind the masks. The masks. The substitutes are given their assignment. The Legionnaires call on reserve member Chuck Tane, also known as Bouncy Boy, who, as you recall, now is thin and lost his powers. Mm. I don't know why he has to be thin, because he was fat before he got his powers. I don't know. I don't either. Seems a little incongruous to me. Now, was Bouncing Boy a regular member of the Legion of Superheroes? Oh, yeah. Just because you can bounce? He can inflate his body and bounce. Okay. He was uh, an early member, too. Like fifth or sixth. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, the time bubble carries the five aforementioned superheroes to a park in 20th century Smallville. They stow the time bubble, and knowing the time of day, they think he must be in school. <laughs> they find him at school in his civilian identity of Clark Kent, and some little pranksters up at the board drawing a cartoon of miss morrison the a teacher very good likeness but now here she comes superboy doesn't want her feelings to be hurt so he uses a super breath to blow the chalk drawing off the board and uh and then he does say that, that um ken didn't really want to hurt no mrs. he didn't mean any real harm but mm -hmm. i wouldn't want miss morrison's feelings hurt um 
In comes Miss Morrison, and just then, a commotion erupts outside the window. Holy mackerel, look what's outside. Let's go outside and see. It's a giant upside-down rocket ship that says Superhero Clubhouse. A giant teen Col- boy. Is that Colossal Boy? Colossal Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Princess Projectra, who, I don't know if she could get away with wearing that in the streets of Smallville. Not in Smallville, In the 1940s, no. this mm-hmm. must be. She's got bare shoulders and mm-hmm. bare legs. Bare legs. Yeah. Uh, Saturn Girl's there. I'm on Element Lad. Superboy, now changed from his secret identity of Clark Kent, streaks outside and says, Say, who are you characters? <laughs> How'd you put up this weird-looking structure so fast? He says, huh, but, but you know us, Superboy. We're your Legion pals. This is our clubhouse. Don't you remember me, Colossal Boy? Oh, excuse me. Don't you remember me, Colossal Boy? No. What? I never heard of you. Or it. Saturn Girl suddenly remembers. We implanted green kryptonite in their brains inexplicably. Just suddenly remembers. God, we're the ones who forgot. You kidding me? Maybe you had you. You, you did it. You were all. You did it. You were all there. It wasn't very long ago. God. Well, Superboy would love to stay and chat, but he's got a cleanup project to do. He's got a giant bag of trash and his waste paper picker upper. <laughs> And he says, listen, you cats, uh, if that eyesore is not out of Smallville by the time I finish, I'll take it apart. (laughs) He says, I'll have it. I'll refresh his memory. Yes. Element Lad says, here goes. He's doing something with his eyeballs, but he's going to turn the green kryptonite into helium gas or something. And so the Superboy starts to remember. Colossal Boy, Saturn Girl, Mon-El, Princess Projector, and Element Lad. What brings you five to Smallville? Element. I'm on the page 15 there. Okay. Element right. Lad explains that he used his element-changing power to turn the kryptonite in his skull to harmless helium. We see that the clubhouse is actually an illusion projected mm-hmm. by Princess Projectra. And uh, all's well that ends well, except now we have to go to the fifth dimension and get a log of Master Mixia's Pitalik's hair. <laughs> of course, they couldn't go to Superman's time, could they? Because Mr. Mixia's Pitalik is bald then oh. in the future. I wonder when he goes bald. Well, probably age 22. That's what <laughs> happens to most people. Uh, you have to look at his mother's father to know if you're right. going to be bald or not, right? Right. That's why we don't know. Well, we can assume that my mother's father had a full head of hair because I'm the only male in my family who has a full head of hair. What if your mother's father was Cuban band leader Desi Arnaz? Oh, Babalu. How cool would that be? That would really be something. Mm-hmm. Well. You know that 23 and me. Yes. I've been able to find distant cousins on my mother's side, but not anything closer than that. And I wrote to as many people as I could to ask if they knew anything about it. You know, anybody, member of their family who had a, a child that they gave away for adoption, but I've right. never heard back from anybody. Well, hang on. Is it like fourth cousin? It's not uh, first cousins. It's second cousins. Well, second cousin, that's something. Yeah. But like... Everyone in the world essentially is for fourth cousin. Yeah, it's it's second cousins. It wasn't that far far removed. Like okay. fourth. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping, I was so hoping, because you know, listener, my mother was was adopted, um, and we we never knew anything about her family. Now that my mother's passed, I'm well. Curious. It's more shocking than that. She it was is a much, black market she baby. She was a black market baby. Yes, there was a. The, uh, she was um, born in 1947 in okay. Miami. Yes, and her. Adoptive parents could not adopt legally, and they went to a doctor, 
and adopted my mother on the black market. Now there was a doctor called Dr. Carolyn Cole. Catherine Cole. Catherine Cole, Catherine Cole. And uh, the scandal was eventually uncovered and all the babies that she adopted out, she had falsified the records. Yep. And they're all called Cole, C-O-L-E, Cole babies. And so we never, my mom spent most of her life trying to find her birth parents, never knew who they were. Now she did have a name, she did find something of a birth record called Baby Perkins. Mm -hmm. So we think that maybe her family was English, we just don't know. I always used to hope that my mother's family was was Spanish, but my mother uh, was born in 47 before Cubans came over from Cuba. So Not before Desi Arnaz, and you know he stepped out on Lucy. All the time. I'm going with that. Okay, okay. Because you look like Desi Arnaz. Do I? And well, my mother had green eyes. That's it. Yes. Done. I, I always wish I had green eyes like my mother. She had the most beautiful green eyes. You know, you can get contacts or no. you can call Color Kid in the 13th uh, century. He you're right. He can change eyes. any color. Now, Superboy is unaware that Master Mixiespitlik himself has been watching on his lexophone from the fifth dimension and he hears over here is Superboy saying that they are going to flatter him into helping them. Mm-hmm. Will Master Mixias Pitlig ever have fun with these super saps? He can't wait. And now we are going to the world of... Zerf. Zerf. That's Z-R-F-F-F. The third F is silent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks a little bit like Dr. Seuss designed very, much of yes, this town. very much so, yeah. Uh, now, Superboy has his whole story concocted. The Superboy Museum sent me. The effects of your magic always vanish when you return to your dimension, so they have no mementos of you. They'd like a lock of your hair to exhibit. Hmm. All right. He agrees. Uh, he offers them an array of instruments for cutting hair. Monel is sitting there, right? Yeah. Saying, this looks entirely too easy. I'll bet that ends up to something. Now... Uh, Superboy gets some scissors, which are suddenly changed into a baby alligator. That won't do it. Then he gets some clippers, which are turned, which are turned into a toad, and a razor, which turned into a snake. Say, what is this? A barber shop or a zoo? And uh, Mixias Pitlick gives him a set of shears, mm-hmm. but but then he tricks him and turns his hair invulnerable, so it won't cut. Uh, the barber, who's been standing by watching this whole thing, gets a push mower, one of those old-timey push lawn mowers. Mm-hmm. Which we had one of those ones. Yes, and he runs it over Superboy's hair just to test that Superboy's hair is invulnerable. Mm-hmm. Now, Monel uses his x-ray vision to confirm what he suspected about Mr. Mixiez Pitlick. The examination showed that the imp hocus-pocused himself some hair of real still steel, but my heat vision can melt it off. Ouch. Ah, and Monel taunts him and says, That's the way you'll look when you grow up, in case you're interested. <laughs> now, this is interesting. You know, Mr. Mixiespitlik, uh, they have to trick him into saying his name backwards mm-hmm. to get back to the land of Zerf. Mm-hmm. Well, Monel and Superboy say their names backwards to get back to their dimension. Now, Monel's real name is Largan. Uh-huh. So he says Nagral. Yep. And. Uh, Kalel says Lilac. Yep. That's, that checks out. I've yeah. done the math in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have a piece of his hair now. They head back to the 30th century. 
And Superboy says, give my regards to Sir Prize. <laughs> he knows something, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Now, during their absence, Bouncing Boy has received an emergency call at the clubhouse and gone to check it out. And uh, that, what's his face? The Welsh guy that's one of the Devil's Dungeon? He drinks. Doesn't? Uh, he, he's always thirsty. Always thirsty. He's drinking the entire Metropolis Reservoir. Well, he's probably diabetic. Uh, that's very likely, based on his body shape. Mm. Um, he's also able to shoot water out of his mouth, which he does, and shoots Bouncy Boy out of the air. Sugan, that's his name. He brings Bouncy Boy to Tartarus mm. and Evillo and says, There you go, I've captured another legionnaire. You idiot. This is the one who lost his powers. He's of no use to me. No, no, but he flew, I swear. Yes, because he had a flight ring. You must pay the price for your folly. No! He zaps him with those dark horns and zaps him into the realms of darkness. I mean, this guy was one of your 12 deadly, you know... Four. Four. I mean, one of your... I know, Uh, but one of the deadly dozen or whatever they're called. Quarter dozen. Anyway, so he makes a mistake and he gets banished into the realm of darkness. I'm sorry, but sometimes mistakes are made at work. You shouldn't sure. be banished into the realm of darkness. No, you could get an improvement plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't just you could be you could be written up. Written up is the right. first step. Yeah, then you get someone an improvement could file plan. a grievance against mm-hmm. you. Sure, sure, but you get some kind of counseling. You just not just out. Yeah, you go see HR. Go see Linda in HR. Yeah. Send him to Linda in HR. Right. Right. I mean, don't even banish this, someone. They're not the going to. They're not going to just fire. Like they might. You know, do some trickery. It depends and like, on how bad you do. But this is an honest mistake. He really was trying to do the right thing. Right. But, you know, you could, like, eliminate the position. That's a tricky way of firing someone. They right. Don't, you don't have to pay unemployment. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the substitute heroes have traveled to Supergirl's time in 1966 in the campus of Stanhope College. Mm-hmm. Uh, where their undergraduates get to go on solo trips to find dinosaur bones and things in the Caribbean. Remember that story? Yes, yes. Now, they see Supergirl flying over the campus, and if only we had a way to signal her. Well, she has super hearing. All they have to do is just hey, hey, Supergirl. They just whisper it, Supergirl. But Fire Lad uh, blows flame into the air, and down she comes. Hi, Supergirl. We've come on an urgent mission from the Legion of Superheroes. She says, I've never heard of them. I was sure I saw a fire down here. But how could you forget the Legion and us? We need the imprint of an enchanted shoe. So if you'll call your super horse. Okay, I'll give him my telepathic summons. Now, I remind you that super horse is enchanted because he is secretly a thousand-year-old centaur. Centaur? Who can change into a full horse or into a cowboy. Okay. So for purposes of fighting crime... He changes into a horse, come with a super horse. How does he look like as a cowboy? Oh, he is fine. Okay. Who's uh, who's the son-in-law on Yellowstone? Cody. The one with the beard? Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what he looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know if that's his name. That, I don't either. They name. all sound the same to mm-hmm. me. Uh, here comes Comet now with the rest of the Legion of Super Pets, Crypto, the Super Dog, Streaky, the Super Cat, and Beppo, the Super Monkey. Mm-hmm. I also commend whoever figured out how to make a harness with a cape for Comet to wear. It's always been one of my favorite looks. <laughs> now, Supergirl has given Comet some telepathic instructions. Mm-hmm. 
Comet does recognize the substitute heroes, but uh, Supergirl has told them they're phonies. And they must be if she says it. Mm-hmm. So Comet orders the Super Pets to let him have it. And off they go. Isn't and this great? It's fantastic. I just love that they brought the pets in. Um, now, Crypto and Beppo mm-hmm. uh, are both from Krypton. Mm-hmm. So Color Kid changes Stone Boy's stone face green so it looks like kryptonite. That scares off Crypto and Beppo. I wonder, though. What? Dogs can't see green as a color. Can't they? I thought they could only see green. No, they see in shades of gray. There's a couple colors they can see. Okay, well, now these are super pets. Okay, well, I'm, so I'm going to look up. The, you go ahead. Continue. certainly have increased vision powers. Streaky, the super cat who is not from Krypton, he's an ordinary earth cat who gains his powers from X-Kryptonite, which is a kryptonite variant that Supergirl developed in a laboratory there at Stanhope College. So he knows the kryptonite can't harm him, but what is chlorophyll kid up to? He's got seeds in his belt. Catnip seeds that I keep just for an emergency. <laughs> and when I make them grow super fast, Streaky's gonna go crazy. Dogs see in shades of black and white, but they can also perceive the colors blue and yellow. Which make green. So, but they don't perceive green; they perceive blue and yellow. What about? Did you look up super dog vision? I didn't. Well, that's what you need to do. Uh-oh. How about monkey vision? Oh, I didn't. Okay. Okay. Now, Streaky has gone crazy for the catnip. He's high as a kite, or drunker than a monkey, as my mother would say. <laughs> Comet is the only super pet left, but he can handle them all, and he sure could. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. I would want it to fight with a, uh, a, a horse, flying no. horse. I could not beat that monster. Now, Night Girl, it's nighttime, so she has her power. She rips up a piece of pave- pavement off the ground. What is this, 1940s day night? It's nighttime? <laughs> Are we sure? Because sometimes it's there's a red background, there's a yellow background. Yes, because if you look at the first panel when they first arrive, it's nighttime. Okay, That's okay, why they okay. need the fire flare. Okay. Um, she holds up that piece of pavement, pavement just in time for Comet to prance his super hooves right into it. And that's the magic footprint that we need. Doo-doo-doo. But then uh, Supergirl does something really weird. She flies off on Comet. Yeah. <laughs> she takes off. Well, she says, I don't know what your game is, but you won't get my help or the super pets. Ha ha ha. Off they fly. Um... The substitutes think they failed, but no, they haven't, because here we have this comet's hoof prints in the solid concrete, and of course his hoof prints come from magic shoes, because he's a magic horse. Mm-hmm. Off they go back to the future to bring the ingredients to Mysterious, who puts it in the cauldron with the hair. The dragon with the flagon has the brew that is true. <laughs> um, but Danny Kaye's in that movie, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the court jester, mm-hmm. starring Danny Kaye and Glynis Johns, who just turned 100 years old. She's still alive. Yes. Um, so they bring the ingredients to Mysterious. Uh, Mysterious says, thank you, but we have bad news. A character who looked like a centaur kidnapped Matter Eater Lad. Mm. And Bouncing Boy's missing, too. Chuck Tane. Invisible Kid and Surprise found the clubhouse deserted when they returned from a mission. So here comes the hag. The hag creeps out of the underbrush. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they throw the stuff into the cauldron. Uh, Mysterious uses her lead arm to stir the potion. Hair from a magician's head, print of an enchanted shoe. When the magic charm's been said, cast out the false, restore the true. Bring popping planets. The hag is a beautiful redhead in a skin-tight white dress with a slit up to here. She says, I'm not the hag anymore. I'm the white witch of the planet Naltor. What? Naltor? That's where our old friend Dream Girl is from. And now the big reveal. That's me, Mysterious says. The gal who once joined the Legion under false pretenses. I meant well. But I lied about my superpower, so I had to resign. And I'm Starboy. <gasps> Starboy? The guy you expelled from breaking the Legion code by killing a man, even though it was in self-defense. And the White Witch is not done. Mm -mm. I'm Dream Girl's sister, and a superheroine on Naltor. At least I was before Evillo transformed me with an evil essence. Uh, listener, you can go back to hear about the capsules with the farts in them. Yes. Um... Now, White Witch has taught Dream Girl a thing or two, and she was sure she could change her back if she could only find her. And Starboy insisted on helping, and he designed the sealed lead armor. How about your superpowers? You had us thinking you might be Superboy and Supergirl. Ah ha ha, flying was easy. We were members of the substitute heroes, so we had flight rings. And when I KO'd a monster, I didn't need super strength. I used my real power to make things super heavy. Remember when I said that's why he got in a certain position and then dropped down? Mm -hmm. Knew it. And Dream Girl didn't need a spacesuit because her sealed armor carried an air supply and she used her ability to see visions of the future, then pretended to see the same things later with supervision. Well, that's why the things were... Oh, no, that doesn't explain why the defenses were up when they got there. Because she thought the defenses had been taken down. Of well, maybe she didn't see far enough into the future. Well, she's her power is notoriously unreliable. <laughs> she got into the Legion because she's buxom and pretty. Oh, okay. So um, Starboy says, now we'll have to leave the Legion again. Wait! No! We want you to stay! What they didn't say, yes, and it's not answered in the rest of this issue, is what happened in between the time that Superman, Superboy and Supergirl were told that they had to have the kryptonite implanted in their brains and they had to leave yeah. the Legion. They didn't say how Superboy and Supergirl had contacted Starboy and what's her Dream name? Girl. Dream Girl to come to be the Legion and to be in a secret identity. They didn't say that. Correct. Well, maybe that's, that has no causal relationship. Like, maybe that's something that Starboy and Dream Girl had worked out with Supergirl and Superboy at a different time, and it just happened to coincide with the time that the kryptonite I mean, I cloud. think that, the, that Superboy and Supergirl had contacted them. Yeah. I think so, but, but I wish they had said something about it. Well, they didn't. Mm -hmm. Now, the White Witch leads the superheroes to Evillo's palace on the planet Tartarus, and he welcomes them with open arms. I suppose you're anxious about your friends in my custody. Come into the lab. Our doctor has been in experimenting on them. <laughs> they follow him inside, where great stars I, I can't believe it how could anyone do that? that now remember who was kidnapped matter eater lad bouncing boy and lightning lad 
Lightning Lad has two good arms. Matter Eater Lad is his old, slim self. And Bouncing Boy is fat again. Yay! Yay! His power must have been restored. Yay! So the doctor says, I found a serum that can grow new limbs, and one for instant weight reduction. Hey, stop hoarding it, Doc. No kidding. I even recreated the fluid that first gave Bouncing Boy his powers. Ha ha! Now, Evillo rushes outside and calls his henchmen Apollo and the Wild Huntsman. They're the only ones left because White Witch is good now. And he killed what's You sent him into the dark, darkness zone or whatever it was called. Uh, and he calls a bunch of henchmen one time, boss. And here we go. Bouncing boys knocking into these henchmen like nobody's business. Monel takes the centaurs. What's his name? Apollo. Centaur. Oh, centaur. <laughs> Wild Huntsman. Wild Huntsman. Centaur? Uh, Monel grabs Wild Huntsman's lasso and flings him into the ground. Uh, Cosmic Boy magnetizes Pharaoh Lad and does an old fastball special right through some of these henchmen. Mm-hmm. Element Lad turns someone's gun to glue. Invisible Kid is punching Apollo, who can't see him coming, and Star Boy is making somebody super heavy. Well, Lightning Lad's got two good arms full of lightning. Yeah. It's the most remarkable thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, and Matter Eater Lad eats a gun. <laughs> now, how did all this happen? Why did the doctor turn on Evillo? Well, Evillo always loved to experiment, and this doctor was one of his first guinea pigs. Let me take off this flesh-like mask and show you my true face. He looks like a slee stack. He looks like... Uh, so in the antique store today, we saw this mold that would make something into the shape of a rabbit. Uh-huh. But when you looked inside the mold, it did not look like a looked rabbit, like a Georgia O'Keeffe sculpture. Absolutely, that's what you thought it was. And that's I said, what it's this, a rabbit. Yeah, that's what this guy's face looks mm-hmm. like. It's just like a pink. Did you ever see when they make the chicken nuggets and it's just like pink sludge? Uh huh. They squeeze out of it. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Except it's got eyes and teeth. Yeah. Shortly. After the crooks have been turned over to the science police, they are wrapping up the case in their headquarters. And who do you think walks in? Superboy and Supergirl. How? How did you get your memories back? And what about the kryptonite cloud? Why doesn't it affect you? Well, come on outside the clubhouse, pals, and we'll tell you. Hmm. The green cloud of kryptonite surrounding the Earth has been turned blue. Who could have done it? Have we? Oh, I was going to try to string that out a little bit. Oh, I'm so sorry. Me, color kid. It's still kryptonite, but I altered its color to blue kryptonite, which has no effect on you. That doesn't make sense No, it doesn't. No, you can't change the uh, radiation radiation and the actual chemical makeup of something or the elemental makeup of something by changing its color. Right? Well, let's think this through. If Color radiation, is just a refraction of light. Yes, but That's, radiation is also on the light spectrum, is it not? Like maybe this is. I'm. I was with you 100 percent until this very moment when I'm trying to uh, justify it hmm. because it's an otherwise great story with an illogical ending. Hmm. Also, why didn't he just do this at the very beginning when? The yeah, like why didn't Element Lab Earth. change the elements? Change he tried to, but oh, remember it was going to cause a reaction. Yeah. Okay, well, 
I don't know. Do we have any scientists listening that Listener, know about radiation? I have a problem with this. What if you change a peach, a piece of fruit, peach, and make it red? Is it still a peach? Yes. It just happens to have red coloring. Yes. But what if you, like, change the color of the sky from blue to yellow? Is it still the sky? It's still oxygen, yeah. right? Yes. So, but what if you are changing and like, I assume color kit can affect the entire light spectrum, like x-ray and infrared and ultraviolet. And, I don't know. Oh my gosh. Am I going to have to do research on this? Um, maybe for next week. Yeah. I'll get back to you, everybody. Okay. Anyway, isn't it terrific? Superboy, Supergirl, Bouncing Boy, Dream Girl, and Starboy all back in the Legion and Matter Eater Lad is thin again. There's nothing too tough for us to tackle now. I am so concerned that they're not going to have enough bunk beds in the rocket ship for everybody. Oh, don't worry. They're teenagers. They'll figure out a way. <laughs> um, I like that some, well, it was Edmund Hamilton who took Bouncing Boy's powers away, mm-hmm. made Matter Eater Lad fat. I think it was him that gave Lightning Lad the robot arm. Okay. And E. Nelson Bridwell just pops in for two issues like, nope. They're all back. Everyone's back in the Legion. Dream Girl's there. Starboy's there. Everybody's there. They're all there. They're all, all there. All taken care of. Probably. Like it never even happened. You know what? If I was here for two more issues, there'd be 25 more members of the Legion. <laughs> Send them over to Marvel. There is nothing too tough for us to tackle now, isn't there? Invisible Kid, wait till next issue. Which for us could be a year away. True, but it'll be a good one. Yeah, sure. Um, well, any other adventures to look forward to? Shall we go trade in something else? Uh, no, no. I'm feeling a, a, an adventurous nap coming on for a half hour, and then oh. I go back to work for the evening. Work on a Just, Saturday? I've got a lot. You Gross. know, I've got a big, big project due very soon. Do yeah. you? Well, yeah. I do, too. I have to make um, salted pumpkin caramels. Oh, I can't wait to have one of those. Can't you? Right, Junebug. Junebug's over there sleeping in the I hope my bed. candy thermometer works. It was my grandmother's, and it's probably about 90 years old. Oh, my goodness. But it still, you know, I can still read the little paper slip that was put inside the <laughs> vacuum tube oh that says God. when you get to hard crack temperature. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll be back next week. Indeed. I don't know what we'll be reading, but it will be exciting. I hope this fall weather holds out for that. Sure, I do too. Yeah. Anything else to add? No, I hope you have enjoyed, listener. Same. Yeah. We had an adventure today, didn't we? We sure did, mm-hmm. with many more to come. Indeed. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. No more rain in Mondays. Clouds are gone.